What's good, y'all? It's Mila. Um, yeah, so this month's newsletter is coming with its own podcast episode. I just um, found out that Substack has a podcasting option now. I love that podcasting is becoming available on more platforms, um, especially because it's been increasingly important for me to create content where I'm speaking and using my voice. So um, that's dope. I already have a podcast up on Anchor and Spotify that I started. I think it was last month I started it. I only have a few episodes up, I think four episodes, three official episodes, and then a bonus episode that I just uploaded um, not too long ago, which to me is better than the previously recorded official episode, but that's neither here nor there. I'm rambling. Um, yeah, was good. Um, in this episode newsletter, um, well, obviously it's the day after Christmas and, you know, it's the end of 2021, right? And so I know a lot of content is centering around gearing up for the new year and, um, you know, goals that you have and, uh, you know, just all of these things. It The end of the year always seems like it comes with a lot of pressure, pressure to get everything done. Your house needs to be cleaned on January 1st. You need to have a plan of attack for how you're going to accomplish all your goals. Um, you need to have another plan, a backup plan for when you, when the first plan fails, um, you know what I'm saying? And on top of all of that, you know, those of us that live in America are still very much contending with the virus. I don't know what's, what, how it's operating in other parts of the world. Um, but yeah, here we, we dealing with a lot. Um, so this, this piece of content, this episode, this, this, um, newsletter is not going to be about that at all. It's going to actually be about the opposite of doing and planning. And, and that is Wuji or Wuchi, um, which Wu And if you've been, you know, keeping up with me online, you can, you know that I've been doing a deep dive into the Wu-Tang Clan uh, for the last few weeks, last month or so. Um, but Wu represents the state of nothingness. It represents, you know the the part of existence that exists before something exists <laughs> um so wuji or wuchi it is it can be translated as um the primordial universe if you look on wikipedia you'll see that um but if you get deeper into studying uh, other texts um, that 
explain and expand on Taoism, then you get a more full understanding of what that actually means. How I came into uh, the Wu really it started a few years back um, when I first started practicing Qigong, which is a Chinese martial arts. Um, it it's similar to Tai Chi. It, like if you saw somebody practicing it, you would uh, liken it to liken it to that. It's very much about fluid movements um, and basically renewing and nurturing and strengthening your own life force and your own energy. I started that a few years ago. I can't remember how I came upon the came upon it, but I did. I started practicing it. And it had great effects for me. I fell off doing it because of life and lack of discipline. <clears throat> and I recently started back doing it. Um, like I said, I got into the Wu-Tang. Um, and how I came to that was the spirit of ODB, Old Dirty Bastard, A-San Unique, Osiris. <laughs> you know, he he just kept kind of following me like he just kept popping up and um actually like I like he popped up a couple of times and it didn't really take that long it didn't take him popping up a whole bunch of times for me to for me to realize like oh I need to pay attention to him um and so I started like researching old dirty bastard I started listening to his music which I had already you know, the, the beautiful thing about, like, coming into the Wu, getting into Wu-Tang, uh, diving into ODB, the wonderful thing about it is is realizing, like, how much of this stuff, how much of this music and this energy was present when I was growing up. Because you think of ODB, like, his most popular song is, uh, you know, Hey, dirty, baby, I got your money, don't you worry. Say hey. Now, I distinctly remember as a child, I couldn't have been more than seven years old. And that it, it, ha it had to be around that age because I believe he dropped that album that he, that, that that song was the lead single off in like 99 or 2000. Like it was the 99 and the 2000 era. So around that time, I was seven, eight years old. I still distinctly remember, have like childhood memories of hearing that song, Gotcha Money all the time. Nobody around me was a Wu-Tang fan that I knew of. The only person that was probably around me that was a Wu-Tang fan was um, my cousin, my big cousin Charles. And unfortunately, we didn't spend a whole, whole lot of time together. So even if he did kind of, even if he did listen to them and kind of like accidentally, you know, it, it might've accidentally rubbed off on me. Um, but that's kind of what I mean. There, there was no direct connection to the Wu Tang Clan. My parents, they had kind of, they had aged out of that um, phase of like that being the popular music for their age because they had, they were like still young, but they were, you know, very grown up adults and kind of, you know, black bougie. You know, I grew up black middle class, even though we lived in the hood, and I was surrounded by hoodlums. Um, my family was black middle class. Um, 
or at least that's how you know that's how it came off to me that's how that's the type of lifestyle I lived put it like that I was an only child I had you know my both my parents weren't in the home but my dad you know still took care of me um was still present in my life my parents had good jobs this was you know the 90s this was our you know this was when we was kind of like at our best economically anyway um and I'm I don't know if that's factually true but I know that there's a there is a reason why people always you know reflect back to the 90s when it comes to black culture specifically you we, we might have oh I love the 80s and this era and that era and black people been been sweet as hell in every era that's not the point what I'm saying is when you think about the like the boom of like the black renaissance in arts and culture and entertainment that was the 90s that 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 happened as big as it did in the nine in the 90s as a culmination of all of the efforts and all of the work and all of the magic that those that came before us lay the like the groundwork they laid for us and old dirty bastard is a great like example of that because on that album of the album that has baby i got your money on that album he is on the cover of that album cosplaying as rick james because even though dirty was a rapper his biggest inspirations were soul singers from the 70s he loved otis redding he loved soul singers that's why you hear him on the Wu-Tang tracks. Oh, he's bringing the soul. None of them niggas was singers. He sang. He got on the track and sang. Anyway, point I'm trying to make is <laughs> I got a, I, I went a little went a little off track, but I'm still I'm not even off track. I know I like I went a little far away from what I was originally talking about, but I, I'm still talking about the same thing. So just follow me. If you can't follow me. I don't know. You probably need to click off, click up off of this. This is how my mind works. I have my natal Mercury and Sagittarius. If you've been reading my newsletters, you already know that. And if you know anything about that placement, then you already know that my brain is basically like a ping pong machine. Okay. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I can't apologize for it because that's part of the genius of what makes me who I am even though it has its ups and downs, but that's just me. So like I said, if I'm, if, my, if I'm jumping around too much for you, if it's hard to follow, that's cool. Just exit off of here. This is not for you. For my niggas that can follow me and what I'm saying, you know, what's up? <laughs> what up though? But um, anyway, yeah, so I feel like I gotta rewind to get back to my original point. So yeah, ODB, um, OD, the spirit of ODB was coming to me, and I started digging into him, and um, that is what really like dragged me by my collar into the depths of the thirty six chambers and the Wu Tang Clan. Um, so. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to my uh, point of what I was talking about, about Wuji. Um, like I said, I came to Qigong and uh, I mentioned Qigong because 
in Qigong, there's this pose called the Wuji pose, the Wuji pose. And um, the little YouTube teacher, she says, she describes it as the highest state of nothing. And, you know, as I was, as I was, you know, doing these exercises, as, as, as I was doing these exercises and I came into these, this posture, I was not only realizing like how I felt and like my energy and how, and how my body was responding to everything. I was also like subconsciously going into this state of like, <laughs> I, I can't, it's hard for me to explain, but it's like, I was just realizing like, oh, okay, this is what they was talking about. This is why Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is why Wu-Tang is forever. Wu-Tang is forever because the foundation of Wu-Tang is nothing, nothing, nothingness. You get what I'm saying? And if you will watch um, the four-part documentary series, um, on Wu-Tang, like the 25th anniversary thing they did a couple years back, RZA explains, um, you know, what Wu-Tang actually means in Chinese um, and like what the, the, the significance of the Wu-Tang mountain and all of that stuff like that. But anyway, I, I'm, I say all that to say that centering nothingness and centering, you know, like by by getting comfortable like without by getting comfortable with doing nothing you open up the gateways for everything to come into existence if you look up wuji on wikipedia the it say the literal meaning is without ceiling word to blue ivy you feel me? Like once you get once you access that state, there's nothing you can't reach. There's nothing you can't do. And that's why it's been critical for me to get to the point of being able to respect the state of doing nothing. A lot of people think meditation means you're not doing anything because when you meditate, like it it, it really means like your focus is um, like you're only focused on like something like that singular thing, like the breath. And you can still be in a meditative state while being focused on other things. It's just that the meditation is not going to be as strong. You know what I mean? Um, but that's why meditation, people push meditation like that. And people think they got to sit there and have a blank mind um, in order to meditate, which is not true. But what like what they're chasing is that idea of nothingness, complete stillness and it's it's hard to achieve that or to access that when you live in a world that's constantly telling you to go 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 hurry up you don't have enough time you already know how I feel about time if you don't know how I feel about time then I you need to go listen to my podcast you need to go read my twitter you need to do something because I, I've been explaining it for a while now in these past few months um, and I'm going to be doing a lot more work centered around the concepts and theories of time, especially as it relates to melanated beings. Um, but anyway, 
So it's really the point of the point that I'm trying to make of why I'm making this episode about the woo, the wooji. I'm doing it intentionally because even if you have a million things to do before January 1st, I'm going to be the one to tell you that you need to do nothing. You need to achieve doing nothing in some way, form or fashion before you even start getting into trying to hurry up and do all this other stuff. Me personally, as somebody who rejects the concept of linear time, I'm not going to be stressed out about getting my whole fucking life set up by January, I mean, by December 31st. You know why? Because as far as I'm concerned, January, the December 31st, January 1st, January 2nd, and February 8th is the same goddamn day. It might as well be. That doesn't mean that, you know, I'm completely unaware of the, like, the schedules that the people and the systems around me are keeping. I'm completely aware of those. And I observe them and adhere to them as I need to. But I don't center my life around linear time structure. I just, that's something that I cannot do. I'm in, I'm in my Saturn return right now. Saturn is known as father time. And part of the rewards of my Saturn return after Saturn has whooped my ass for basically my whole life, I have, because Saturn um, is, first of all, I'm a, I was born on Saturday. I was born on a Saturday. Um, and Saturn is uh, square my sun, sextile my midheaven. Um, you know, Saturn has a, has a lot of influence on me. And I always knew, even in my early 20s, like the Saturn return was always talked about like this scary thing. I never was scared because, first of all, my life was already hell. Saturn was already making my life hell. I was like, it can't it can't get no worse. I was like, it can't get no worse than this. Like by the time I'm in my Saturn return, I know like I'm going to be reaping the rewards of Saturn. And first of all, I was wrong because it did get worse. It got it absolutely got worse. But what I was right about the fact that by the time I got into my Saturn return, I did start seeing the rewards. I did start reaping the benefits. All the work that I did, especially as it relates to justice and relationships, because Saturn resides in my seventh house. So especially all the work that I did when it came to um, justice and relate one-on-one relationships and partnerships and stuff like that. I did a lot of work on myself over the course of my 20s. And as a result, now when I'm in my Saturn return, I just turned 29. Now Saturn has gifted me the ability to navigate, quote unquote, time in the ways that's most beneficial for me. Which is really about order of operations not time. And I talked about that in my bonus episode, like on my podcast on Spotify. Um, if you don't have Spotify, you can also find it on Anchor. The name of my podcast is K Shakur Speaks. I'll be linking it, you know, in a newsletter or whatever. 
but I talked about that for about for for a while, about fifteen minutes. I just because really when I got in the mood to start talking about it, it was the middle of the night. I was rolling up, you know what I'm saying. So it's a it's it's a unedited, very raw episode, but it gets to the nitty gritty of like my theories about time um quickly as you know as much as possible in 15 minutes um so say all that to say you know as this as this year winds down and as much as I am aware and I got my google calendar and I got my documents and I got my emails and I got my this and my that and this that and the third because I'm a grown-ass woman and I'm responsible to people other than myself. Even with all those things, I don't let the having I don't I don't think about oh I, I don't think about it as oh I have so much to do. I don't I'm not gonna have enough time. How am I gonna find the time to do all these things? That was me about three months ago. Things have shifted quite quickly. Um and I want to definitely give a shout out to my best friend, Sandia, because she has been so instrumental in like just being so hands on and helping me with just like doing the hard stuff. And that's because she, you know, she's the earth sign. I don't want to put all her business out there because she kind of a private person, but, you know, she's an earth sign. And so she she grounds me and but not only that she's just like very very good at like looking at a situation and being like okay this is what needs to be done you need help doing these things here's how I can help you in what way and in in are there any other ways I can help you and instead of just saying that you know what I'm saying she's really there so I just want to give a big shout out to her because this year was amazing and it would only have been like 40% as amazing <laughs> if it wasn't for my bestie. And she, and like I said, she has been instrumental in how I am now able to look at time and things like that. I don't, I don't, she doesn't, I don't believe she even shares the same philosophy as me or anything like that. It shows, so she might be a little, <laughs> little um, surprised to hear me bring her up in relationship to this. But even though it's not directly related, it is like her assistance and her like presence in my life and commitment to really helping me like get over the humps that I was that I was having to climb over. Free up space in my mind and in my spirit for me to develop these techniques and technologies for basically hacking the linear timeline. And as a result, um, being able to access different levels of self-mastery and um, connection to entities that support me, guide me, love me, protect me, all of that, all of that, all of that. So, like I was, like I said. Um, this, this got longer than what I thought it was going to be. I didn't mean for it to get this long. If you're still listening at this point, you a real one, honestly. Um, but yeah, I just really wanted to wrap it up and say that as we 
as we um, get to the end of 2021. I want you, all of you, to put do nothing on your to-do list. And do nothing is not the same as you sitting around scrolling on your fucking phone and getting into arguments with motherfuckers online in your head or actually on the uh, social media platform. That is not doing nothing. That is not resting. Even sometimes like watching a movie, that's not doing nothing. You are doing something. Even if you feel like you're not paying attention, even if you just have it on for the sound, you have it on for the sound because that's doing something for your brain and giving your brain a reprieve of some sort. And as a result, like you have to look at, okay, this is what this is doing for my brain. Um, But if I just got it on in the background, that means I'm I'm obviously doing something else too. Because nobody is just sitting there staring off into space with the TV on. You either watching the TV or you got the TV on as background noise because you're doing something else. Okay? So you also need to get familiar with what your idea of doing nothing is. You need to redefine that. And um, you need to prioritize it. I don't care how many lists and articles and blog posts and threads and everything else that tell you what you need to do and what you need to get by the end of the year so that you can have a good new year and blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I don't. If that's it's, it's Capricorn season. So niggas is in that work mode. Niggas is in that grind mode. And that's fine for me. The grind is getting up at getting up before six in the morning and studying um, Taoism and then doing uh, Tai Chi and then doing this and that in the third. Like, so I get it. We all have things we need to do. We all have things we need to commit to. But when you get to the state of nothingness, then you start realizing what actually needs your commitment and what does not. What are you committing to unnecessarily because you feel obligated or you feel like you have to? You're saying yes to things just because you've gotten any use to saying yes, because you're on autopilot. Why? Because you don't never go to the point of just resting your brain and having your brain and your body and your spirit in a place of nothingness. You're always striving for something. You always, I want to be this. I want to make this much money. I want to be, look, I want my body to look like this. I want that. There's nothing wrong with having desires and wanting things. Nothing. But when your desires uh, run over you and are trampling you, that's when you start feeling burned. That's when you're that's when you start feeling burned out. So that's when you have to start like really looking at why do I want this? It's not that having a desire to look a certain way or make a, a certain amount of money is wrong at all. At all. Get your coin and look good. 
anybody that's telling you uh, that's that, that's going to get, get you for wanting those things for yourself is is not. I don't know about them. I can't relate to them. However, like I said, it is when your desires for those things are ruling over you to the point where you are falling over yourself, tripping over yourself energetically and sometimes probably in the physical realm, tripping over yourself. Because when we when our energy is get, get all tangled up like that, we be clumsy as fuck in the physical realm too, tripping and falling and shit. <laughs> Ask me how I know. But no, so when you when your desires are um, taking over your spirit and like making you blind to what you actually need to focus on, that's when it's a problem. And I feel like there's so much out there as far as as, as 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 sorry, as far as spiritual content, that's always like I'm trying to I'm I'm give I want to give you this spiritual work or this energy work or this content or this education or this knowledge or whatever so that you can get this that and the third so you can achieve these things and that's all well and fine but what i'm telling you (laughs) is that um you need to prioritize doing nothing before you can make the most of the energy that this Capricorn season has for us. You think the goat made it to the top of the mountain and never took no fucking breaks? Talking about the Capricorn goat here. Think that nigga didn't never take a break? You think he didn't never rest? And even if he never rested while he climbed the mountain, you think he walked his ass from however many miles to climb that mountain and then take a rest before he climbed the motherfucker? No. <laughs> okay. So that's where I'm at. And however it looks for you, you know, prioritizing nothing can honestly be as simple as you giving yourself 20 minutes in the morning to just lay in the bed without planning for the day, without thinking about your to-do list, without, oh, I got to talk to God about this. Oh, I have to go to the ancestors about this. Yes, I know you're probably shocked I'm saying this, but guess what? Being in the state of nothingness is it's not, it's, it's, it, it means separation from everything, everything including your spiritual duties that is a part of the when I say spiritual duties I mean tending to the altar and stuff like that like the things you have to do in the physical because we always say what that you are the first altar now you know you ain't got no business leaving no murky ass water at the altar for for over a week However, in the span of a week, if you can't give yourself 20 minutes every day to do nothing and have your brain be doing nothing, that's exactly why you keep forgetting to change the motherfucking water at the end of the week. Because you don't give yourself the opportunity to be in that space. And that's why I'm telling you that that's what you need to prioritize at this moment if you're listening to this and if you're hearing it. If this is not for you, then it's just maybe it's just for me. Maybe I'm just saying this so that I can listen back to it. 
but I'm pretty sure somebody else needs to hear this as well. In fact, I'm sure there's plenty of people that need to hear it, but the only people that's going to hear it is the people that subscribe to this podcast because I'm not uploading it nowhere else. And in a minute, I'm about to start only doing the the Substack podcast for paid subscribers because I'm putting out too much content for the free. I tried Patreon that flopped, but that was my fault because I couldn't I couldn't really keep up with the cycles of like when I needed to post. And I don't you know what I'm saying? I understand like people need to be paying a monthly subscription and I only I didn't only post it one thing in the month or something. You know what I'm saying? And so I got off of there because I'm like, I know I need to monetize my content, but I don't feel right about pushing Patreon when I don't feel like I can keep up with that schedule yet. This was before I started doing uh, my Qigong or whatever. So I don't even know what Patreon would look like for me after a year of me dedicating myself to this, which I'm, I'm doing a year minimum. This is my sixth house perfection year. Sixth house focuses on health and routine. That means I have to prioritize my health, my wellness, my routine. So doing Qigong every single day is that's a part of the routine that helps me uh, to be healthy, to be well, to make the most out of my existence um, and to follow the correct order of operations in my life. Um, so, yeah, I don't even know where I was coming from with that either. But basically, yeah, it's it's been three. I've been talking for 33 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up. I want y'all to rest. I want y'all to unlock different ideas about what it means to rest. Check out the nap ministry. She be talking about that type of shit all the time. Figure out ways to enter that state of nothingness and do it on purpose. Because the more you do it and the more you prioritize it, the more you master it, the more that that energy that like you can't give a name to or you can't uh, put inside of a box. You walking around with that energy all day. You taking that energy into everything that you're doing, everyone you're interacting with. It can only yield positive results. I've only seen positive results by doing this. And I'm not on no, oh, I just started doing this and now I'm about to tell y'all about it. It's not even like that because you, you heard me. I said I started doing the shit, the the uh, the Qigong shit three years ago. By no means am I a master or like an expert or nothing like that. I'm still studying. But I'm saying that I know for a fact, Qigong aside... Because really, I'm just using that at, like to talk about, to illustrate my point. You need to prioritize going into that state before the year ends, no matter how much you have to do. Okay? So I hope y'all have a great end of the year. I hope y'all have a great start to 2022. And I'm excited for all of the things that I have coming up to offer you guys. Um, yeah, peace. Happy New Year. <laughs>